Hi there. Welcome to another episode of Navigating Mindfulness While Building Your Business. I'm your co-host, Lisa McHale from Toronto, Canada, and this is my lovely co-host, Cheryl Sutherland, currently in Niagara Falls. Today, we're here to talk about customer service. Yay! (laughs) Given Cheryl's face, if you had seen it, there was a little bit of a squiggly smile. So uh, we're going to dive right in today. And Cheryl has a story to share, and I will give some insights from a CSR level. So Cheryl, why are we talking about customer service today? Well, it's an essential part of every single business, whether you're, you know, selling products, whether you're selling services, you want to make sure that you uh, provide the best experience for your shoppers or for your clients, for the people that you serve. However, there's always going to be tricky points where um, your intention and what they want do not align. And I've in a plethora of different Facebook groups um, that are business focused. And sometimes you'll see the most interesting things. Like there was one post that went viral of this person that uh, had emailed the, the, the company back saying like, oh, I asked for a dozen of this. Like I, I ordered a dozen and I only got 12. And the person was just like, I, I don't understand what is the problem here. But the, the person that purchased it thought that a dozen was some sort of made up word for something, a different quantity. Or um, I've seen some where people got upset because they've been charged, like they're, they've done chargebacks to this particular company. And then when they went to go place their order again, it was immediately canceled and refunded. Like there's just so many things that could go on. And I know for myself, I take my buying experience or the buying experience that I give people very seriously. Um, I, I am so appreciative for anybody that chooses into buying any of my products and services. And I feel like I'm always the hardest person on myself when it comes to making sure that there's appropriate value, that things are a good price um, and that, you know, things are crystal clear so that it makes it easy for people to say yes. However, I recently had an uh, opportunity for growth with somebody who uh, had a mistaken something in regards to the website thought that they were seeing the prices that were in USD in Canadian dollars. And then when it got to the checkout, they were confused. Um, I tried to find a workaround. They ended up sending an e-transfer, which was the amount that it should have been in USD with the shipping and the taxes converted uh, converted into Canadian dollars. So it was higher than what you would have seen at the checkout. And they were like, cool, send me the money over either like it's again, equivalent to like Venmo or cash app. And then when I gave them the receipt afterwards, after processing, processing it through the back end, then I got like a plethora of vitriol about how like, I'm a shady business person. Like it was in us dollars, like all this extra stuff. And I'm just like, really racking my brain as to like, where did this go wrong? Like, how did, like, what was it that I could have done to improve this consumer experience? What could I have done to make sure that nobody has this issue in um, not, you know, clicking the button to change the currency so that they understand that, you know, this is US dollars not in whatever local currency there are. So this was a really great um, opportunity for growth for me because it was like, 
I had the opportunity to say, okay, well, what can I do better? How can I avoid this? How can I make it clearer? And I think that this was just a clear manifestation of, you know, some old stuff around like, should I have this in USD being in Canada or should I change it to Canadian dollars? And the fact is like a lot of businesses, especially online businesses, buy their products and services in USD. And therefore, like that's something that they have to worry about is like the exchange rate hitting them and then like re having to rework their numbers all the time, you know, like even with the price of shipping going up, the price of products going up, like are we changing the price of products like every three months, every six months, every year? And it's just easier to have it in USD. It's some um, something you call like um, in your spot analysis. It's like a currency uh, exposure is, is a risk that you would throw in there. So I, um, I've actually been like for some reason, some of my friends are calling. And I'm like, I just like they're they had also conversations with people that are just like totally like what the f situations like what 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 is actually going on in your mind? And I feel like there's just so much to do when it comes to uh, customer care, not just making sure like that things are. Uh, done well, but then also like being empathetic. There's so many tools that you have the opportunity to use. And then of course, not taking it personally, not making it a personal attack on yourself. So when that lady first, um, I guess, came back and said, uh, like, once I gave her, her invoice or her receipt, not her invoice and saying like, yeah, there you go. Here's a tracking number, et cetera, et cetera. I was, and then she came back at me. I was like, okay, do you want a refund? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm confused as why this is, sent her screenshots. And then of course, offer the refund first and foremost, like whatever you want to do, I'm cool with doing moving forward. And, um, and then now we're at this place where I think that she just generally realized that she, I, I don't know, perhaps that she realized that she was confused or, or that she's just not happy with the situation, but either way, like I have her back from her and her multiple emails. Um, and I wish her the best. I hope she comes back. I hope she chooses to buy again. And that the person that she ended up buying the magic for is really happy with this awesome product. Um, but I mean, honestly, it's, it's part of it. And I haven't had a situation with somebody like customer service wise, in a very long time where there was like a disconnection or a miscommunication. So I definitely think that there's an opportunity, of course, to grow, but then opportunity to delve in. Like, how do you handle these sort of things? Like, how do you have conversations, whether it's somebody like commenting something on your Instagram and like, um, and even I've heard of some companies that are just doing the absolute worst, like not replying to people's emails for like three or four months, um, not, you know, replying with like an email or uh, a refund or saying there's no refunds. And just like, there's so many companies that are just not doing really great customer care. And it speaks to so much of your company. So um, this is super fun. Because of course, as we know, or if you don't know, uh, Lisa has a company that a lot of it is focused on, a lot of the focus is on customer care and supporting um, different companies to make sure that these people have the great experience that you want them to have, that they become your quote unquote evangelist and talk about your company, allow you to have more referrals, and then of course, allow you to grow as well. So um, Lisa, Yes, Cheryl. Let's talk about customer service. So yeah. um, before we do that, though, can I just I want to acknowledge two things. One, <laughs> I love that you're super responsive to your people. Like 
the fact that you're not just disappearing and you're not being silent for three or four months. Because typically when somebody's silent for too long and they're uncomfortable and they care about this kind of stuff is when I'll get called in. Mm. Like, hey, we're just not being responsive to people. That's not the impression that we want to give. We're very high touch. We're not your average like templated response. Like we're really going to customize as much as we can and still stay efficient. So kudos to you for handling that yourself, number one, as a business owner, and two, really caring and really giving them um, like a personalized experience on how you want your brand to be represented. So first and foremost, kudos to you. I know you have tried delegating everything off of your plate and now this one thing shows up, right? So in your case, specifically with an online business and customers, it's very different because you're selling on a platform that you actually don't have full control over, right? So what the interface looks like and you're having to do this extra work. So Uh, compassion to the customer, which you always have, and commitment to having a great experience is is one of the true reasons why I continue to support. I mean, I love the products. That goes without saying, otherwise I wouldn't buy them. However, from a business perspective, this is why I'm partnered with you, because I know that you care and we're constantly learning, growing. And um, the last part of it is really love that you are committed to using this as a learning experience. And again, queen of affirmations that you are, you're like, I had a learning opportunity and I want to really make sure that they have a good experience. And to the point where you're following your product and you're hoping that the end user is really going to benefit from what it is that you originally put into the product, which is your magic, right? So um, let's just start there before we move over to like what the solutions are is really acknowledging that part of it because not enough companies actually do that. They're so focused on the next sale that they're not paying attention to where the areas of improvements are. So I'm going to, you can't see me, but I'm clapping. I'm clapping. I acknowledge it. I receive it. Thank you. Good. Yeah. Just sit there for a minute. Cause I think if you don't, it's like, (laughs) (laughs) You know me, I'm not the best. You're not going to, yeah. I'm happy to share my experience and and how we would manage certain things and just, you know, playing both sides of the technology and the human touch. Uh, It's really important, though, to acknowledge what you are willing to do. And I think it also supports um, any second guessing or doubting that you may have of, am I doing the right thing? Am I charging the right amount? Like all of the things that I know would normally come through someone's mind when they're being taken through the growth process, the celebratory part neutralizes a lot of that for the next time. Because again, when, when she, we always talk before we record. And so we brought this up and I was like, yes, absolutely great topic. Um, we definitely want to make sure that we acknowledge that this is going to continue to happen just based on the law of numbers. The, even the best companies in the world, based on the law of numbers, has a certain number of inquiries that come in that question the integrity of the business just because of a customer's experience that may or may not be true. Mm-hmm. Right? So, um, again, you're going to grow, things are moving let's do what we can. So I think on the, let's just talk about the technical stuff, which is not, uh, which there's really not a lot of variance, right? So I heard a couple of things. So there's currency conversion. I know as a Canadian customer, when I'm billed in US dollars, I'm always digging because I don't want to pay the exchange on my Canadian card for US dollars when I have a US dollar card. 
So my ask is always, what's the currency in so that I can pull out the right credit card? So as a consumer, and I don't have an online business that charges in both currencies, so I have limited knowledge in that area. That's one of the things that I look for. Do all consumers do that? Probably not. And um, if they're not savvy internet shoppers, then the likelihood is going to be maybe a little bit higher because they're not sure on how it, how it functions and how you handled it. I thought was like super. You had a back way to do it. You still put the person into the system. That's what I would have done from a process-based perspective if it was possible. Some companies will be like, you can't pay newest dollars, no soup for you. <laughs> you don't want to pay the, the, the exchange fee on your Canadian credit card, no soup for you. Mm-hmm. They're just like, you're not an ideal person. So the fact that you're willing to accommodate, I love it. I don't know, like, as you scale, if that's going to be doable, my heart says that you probably will, because you're just, you were committed to getting the magic everywhere. So um, that's the first part. I mean, the technology. it's very interesting that you say that because like part of me, when I went through that situation is like, no, I'm not doing this bending over backwards situation anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. I'm totally open to receiving e-transfers. And I mm-hmm. think that, um, it's a process that I'm able to implement for people. Like if I had a customer service center and they're just like, yeah, can you do this? Yeah, we could do that. However, I think the better thing would be to point them to using PayPal. There's multiple people that do pay in Canadian dollars and Canadian currency. It just goes through PayPal. And then like, I get it in Canadian dollars and then I have to convert it into US dollars. So I'm taking the hit on the exchange rate as per usual with everything. However, I'm like going to reach back that. I'm like, mm, that's an open-ended, close it up, girl, close it up. What do you mean? I'm taking the hit on that as take per take usual. Break. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like, like there's certain things that you take a hit on as a business, like to be competitive. Yeah. My shipping is $5.99 USD within, even with using some of the um, companies that I use that give me discounted shipping, there's no way that I'm paying less than $10 to ship any of my items, no matter how small, right? So then the fact that I'm charging that much, even though like, let's say if you were to send a journal to somebody in Canada, it could cost you 15 to $20 because of the, um, the size and the weight. But you know, that's not what you're paying. I'm not, I'm passing that off to you. It's built into the system that I have set up. Right. So. Right. Now that I get, I totally, I totally get it. Do all consumers get it? Probably not. I mean, this is very similar to conversations that I'll have with employees that don't own businesses and they have, you know, uh, grievances about how much they're getting paid and how much the company's making. I'm like, do you know what it costs to open the door to turn People on the like lights? People look it in people's pockets so much. Like, why are you counting my wallet? Right? Like, you don't know how much I have to pay for all of these different things. There was actually um, a thing that popped up, and it was like this uh, restaurant in New York, and it was like, how much does it cost for this to like particular sandwich to be made? And it was talking about how every time they serve this sandwich, that they actually lost money. And they broke it down and people are just all like, oh, well, I could just make this at home. I'm like, yeah, cool. You can make it at home, but you're not going to have the same experience. You're not going to get that same quality of like ingredients. And then even thinking about like the overhead for like the staff and like insurance and all that stuff, people don't think about that. So there's so much that's involved in a small business. And especially as like, again, as a small business, you don't have the economies of scale. Like I'm not 
printing like 10,000 journals so I can offer them for like, you know, $15 and 75 cents. Like that's not how that works. Also the value of the journals, the value of the content is not one that is $17. I can clearly say that. Um, but like, there's all these things that, uh, that come into mind, but yeah. So yeah. that's, that's me coming off of my soapbox. Yeah. <laughs> I want to, I want our level set and really go back to customer experience. And I mm -hmm. think when I think about customer experience and, and who your ideal customers are, uh, I, I do know on the back end that Cheryl's doing some market research and speaking to her customers to get a better idea so that she can tailor, tailor that. But every once in a while, you're going to get, you know, a wild, a wild cracker in there that's just going to, you know, want to buy something and, and test the system a little bit. And I think it's a good thing. So on the customer service side, you know, having the, the engagement and the communications with a customer free of all of the things that we need to think about with, you know, the lights, the overhead, the exchange rate, and still showing up to give them the best experience possible is our aim. Not always going to look and turn out the way that we want it to it's coming down to a neutral, right? Like coming down to what's a win-win, what not even maybe a win-win sometimes. It's just like the win-win is no soup for you. Like we're just, we're oil and, oil and vinegar. We're not going to mix very well. We're not making salad dressing, whatever you want to call it, right? Um, is, is figuring out what that is going to be okay for the business and leaving the customer in the best place possible. So at Elias, where we answer calls for our customers and, and do a variety of things, but it really was this live answer component, like a business process outsourcing. If you don't know how to, you know, set up a good call flow, how to manage these types of things, um, we have a no jerk policy. Like mm. we don't take on clients that don't know that we will disconnect a call in the most friendly, professional way possible if the caller starts to yell at us. Because here's the thing, our mental health also matters, right? So we're not there to be yelled at. We really want to do a good job. So we'll disconnect the call and beforehand, we'll say, you know, when you're ready to have a, like a real conversation to move this forward, we're here for you. Mm -hmm. In the meantime, this is not going anywhere. Thank you. Yeah. Something yeah. to that effect, right? Um, how is that for you? Like, because that's our baseline service really for for all things that stem off of the engagement with customers is above all, we're going to be respectful and we are going to stay focused with the end in mind, which is we want to get to a resolution. We want you to have a good experience. We want you to continue. We want you to love our product and our service. Tell me what goes through your mind when you're engaging in, in that sort of a sense. Yeah. I mean, I feel really lucky because I've been involved in customer service since I was 14. So at this point, over 20 something years. Right. And I think some of the things that I've noticed is that you can very easily after a couple like exchanges get to the reason of why people are upset. And sometimes it's, it's something that you, you're not able to actually control. Sometimes people are just like frustrated, period. It doesn't even have to do anything to you uh, with you. Sometimes it's at, you know, um, the price point or sometimes it's just like the workflow. Sometimes it's like a, a plethora of things. However, you don't have the ability to control um, why they're upset you have the opportunity to respond. And I think that it's in the responding is where you have the opportunity to shine, right? So coming at somebody with respect, um, with empathy, 
with compassion and then just being able to just use those listening convert, like have a listening conversations, not being defensive. One of the things that I find the most, especially about smaller businesses is that you take your product and service very, very seriously. So somebody, when somebody just, um, knocks it or like says something disrespectful, you take it as a personal attack and then therefore reality, reality, re, uh, respond in in that way retaliate that was the word I was looking for you retaliate in that way however it's that's the wrong way I and I don't like saying that some things are the wrong way but that's like it's not supportive for you it's not supportive for the person that you're dealing with the most important thing is to start listening and say okay like what is the problem this was clearly a, a very clear misunderstanding and in one of the email exchanges this person was like you should have read in between the lines and I was like, how am I supposed to read in between which lines? Like, I, like, and, um, and it was very clear, like, I didn't want to say if you had done this, however, it needed to get to the point of like, well, I, this is what my assumption was. And this is where I was moving forward because I've had people, you know, express this and this before. And the responsibility is on your plate. Like when I send you the invoice or if I tell you the amount, if you thought it was going to be a different price, then you could have told me then, like, I'm not too sure, you know, if like that was a good thing, like why you went ahead with it, if that wasn't what you wanted. But then also, if that's not what you wanted, I offered you a refund. So like really what, like, I'm not sure what is the problem here. However, like, please let me know what the next steps are. Please let me know how I can support you further. Please let me know um, how I can improve this experience for you. And coming from that, like, I'm here to serve. Sometimes some people just want to blow steam off and that's great. However, they have the opportunity to do that in a responsible way. And we have an opportunity to hold our clients responsible for themselves instead of coddling them, instead of allowing them to be victims all the time. Now, I know this conversation can evolve into so many different things, like, you know, not discounting your products and services for friends and family, because like, that's like victim mentality there. Like you're yeah. not holding them up to the standard that they could be into hundred percent, or, or like not bending over backwards and like, you know, giving people like the sun, the moon, the stars, your firstborn, and like, you know, half of the burrito that you're eating because like you feel bad. Like that's where low self-esteem, imposter syndrome, all that sort of stuff really plays up in your business. However, I feel like we have reached a point in our lives where people forget that people are people. I'm not just a bunch of ones and zeros at the end of a, like the other side of a screen. I'm not you know, just some random person that's paid to just listen to how angry you are right now. I'm a real person with real feelings and real needs. And the more that we're able to come to conversations on either side with that mentality of like, how do we both work together so that, you know, we're both moving in a good direction, that we're both happy, then the better. Let's, let's talk a little bit about the customer experience as it relates to, um, because, I mean, you're a customer, you know this, right? Mm-hmm. We're reasonable people. How, what is your no suit for you line? As a customer? Or as a customer and a vendor. Like, when do you say, this product is not for me? Because that's also okay. Choosing out is okay to be a mm-hmm. customer. And, and, and as a vendor, you, you can say, you know, thanks, but no thanks. Right. I think that's what made that Seinfeld episode so 
so impactful is the vendor actually just said, you're not getting any of my magic. Yeah, I think it was, um, there was a person that wanted to purchase something, but they didn't want to pay for shipping. Like, I have no problem with that. You could pick it up if you want. I can arrange that pickup. And um, if you're open to it, you'd be driving to Niagara Falls. Like sometimes people like a drive. Fine. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they were like, no, I can't. Like, I don't feel comfortable with that. That's too much. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, like I can refund your thing if you don't want to pay that much money. It's totally fine. I have no problem with it. I'm not attached to this outcome. And I think it's just being very clear about like, I'm willing to help, but I'm not willing to break my back in order to help you get the results that you really want. Cause then that's when, that's when things get worse. Like, and you attract worse people. Like, for example, I was talking to somebody and if you pay somebody $15,000 for coaching, and then if you have a different client pay, like, I, this is wrong. If somebody pays me $15,000 for coaching, Versus somebody that pays me $1,000 for coaching. The people that are going to complain the most are the people that paid $1,000. That's just how that works, unfortunately. So the higher value that you attach to it, the higher price you pay, then like usually you're like, this person's a professional. It changes your perception of things. Now, as, um, as a customer, I think my no soup for you um, situation comes when like, I don't really have very many no soup for you situations. Like perhaps if, oh, I have one actually. I had one where um, I was attempting to order something because I thought the company was in Canada, but it turned out that it was like a shell location was in Canada. Um, and it was like really in like um, somewhere overseas. And the whole reason that I was attempting to buy from a Canadian company um, was because uh, I didn't want to pay the import tax and the import fees, right? The extra customs fees that come yeah. from right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, like I have no problem paying for this in Canadian dollars, but you guys said that you're here, but then I just looked up the address and it's like, like a university dorm that's here. So like, this is giving me shady McShadersons. And then, so I canceled the order and they're like, no, you still have to pay it. And of course we had paid through PayPal. Then I like I had sent multiple requests like, hey, I don't want this. Like I just put in the order literally 15 minutes ago. I'm canceling it. I don't feel good about this. I don't want to do it. So I know you haven't started any work on it. I know you're not losing any money on like materials or anything like that. If, if it was the latter, then okay, I can understand that, but no. And then um, what ended up happening is I went through PayPal and then PayPal, um, they actually sent shipping confirmations to them as like, no, we're done. We did the order. I was like, wait a second. I talked to the person at PayPal and I was like, literally, we just talked about this, like, you know, this the same day I sent the request to cancel, sent them all the emails. I sent them the chat log transcripts of them being like, no, like you can't do this. Like you're a horrible person. Like this was in their customer service chat logs. And then in addition, the address that they sent it to the um, it wasn't anywhere near my address, but that it was also before we had even engaged in business. So obviously they lost the PayPal um, conflict there, but it's just like, but why are you lying? Like that's, that was my no soup for you. Like consistent lying. It just doesn't work for me. So. Yeah. There's some, some people, like you said earlier that are just, they're there to vent. They're not, you know, they just want to complain. I think that's like another one for me, right? Mm -hmm. Like our customers 
or our clients are paying us to service their customers. And I think at some point we're identifying our ideal customers and that's who we're going to serve. And if, even if you're not ideal, at least if you're responsible, as you call it, or respectful as I identify with, then we're good. But if it goes sideways and we already know it's going to go sideways, maybe this is a no suit for you moment. Right. Mm -hmm. And we just choose not to service. They're not going to be an ideal client. I think, again, there are distinctions, service-based versus product-based, right? You can easily pick something off a shelf. Services like you have to, you have to show up. <laughs> there needs to be some exchange of um, servicing energy as opposed to like monetary. And, and that makes a big difference. So um, going forward, how has this experience impacted your business processes towards refining your customer experience. Goals. Yeah, I, I love this. So what I ended up doing and I shared with this person via email is, um, and I, I think I touched on it a little bit earlier, was that it was very clear that I still had, of course, I attracted this situation, um, but I still had some blockages about having the website in USD, even though like it, fine in USD versus in Canada and Canadian dollars. And then, so I was like, you know what? I'm drawing this line in the sand. Like I'm not pussyfooting around this anymore. And then, so I changed it. So now if you go on the website, everything says $29.99, $7.99, $3.99 USD. And I was able to find, like, I've been wanting to figure this out for years. So now it actually says it. I feel good about it. I'm happy. I'm joyful. Um, I'm not compromising. <laughs> and it's very clear. Like I'm not compromising anymore. This is who I am. This is what I stand for. So it allowed me to actually create this level of confidence of like, and clarity around like, this is what it is so that it's also clear for other people that this is what it is. Right. And then you're not going to get sticker shock when you get to the check, um, the checkout and be like, Oh, it's in us dollars now. Yes, baby. It's always been in us dollars. <laughs> what it's been and like I, even I bought stuff recently in US dollars and then it showed the Canadian dollars went to the end and I'm like oh it's US dollars okay cool boom paid done wicked like it's really to me now I'm not allowing it to be a deal anymore it's not a big deal it's not a small deal it's nothing no energy anyway so what <laughs> I ended up doing was changing some stuff on the site and and then so now it's super clear about like what, what is actually happening and, you know, the whole sales process. But then, um, I think that the other thing that I had the opportunity, uh, to really stand in is, you know, I'm worth this much. And then in me saying, yes, I am worth this much. Yes. This is who I am. Yes. Um, finally arriving at a place of my products and services being okay with me, then, it's okay with everybody else. Also, I've been doing, as you know, like the market research. And one of the biggest questions that I continually ask is, how do you feel about the price points? And everyone's like, yeah, it's great. It's amazing. It's awesome. Da, da, da. Like, it's so much thicker. It's like got so much more content. Like the quality is so much better than something that I would pay like 20 bucks for or $15 for. Like, I understand the value of it. And so I think that's also supported me and saying, you know what, I'm good. I'm not going to question this anymore. Like I found a good price point that is amazing for my ideal market that people are in fact happy with. And it's giving me the evidence that I need or that I decided that I needed and the reassurance that I'm on the right path and I'm on the right track as well. That's awesome. I'm really happy that you were able to really make this a growth experience for you. 
Me too, because damn. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's the truth right there. That's the truth. Damn. I don't yes. like, I don't like this. Cause like I was even going through periods of like self gaslighting. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I enjoyed as well as noticing if this had happened three years ago, what would I have said? I would have been like, oh, and just like, like a wet lap dog, just over apologetic and like, how can I fix this? Instead of being like, okay, like coming from that space of, um, from that space of responsible, from that place of like non-attachment, like this isn't about me. This is about a process that isn't working and we can just adjust it. So it's beautiful. Always, always, always love the journey. And this one was brought to us by customer service experiences. So I, I don't have a lot of those, I think, um, now, I mean, I, I technically have had to disengage from, I think, two or three companies over the last 18 years. Um, logistics on payment was one of them, like just getting it right. And I think early on in my career, I just got tired of it. And, yeah. and now looking back at it, I'm like, it wasn't that bad. Mm. Um, one, ethically, our values were just not in alignment. And before we got in too deep, when we uncovered, you know, what the process were like, we're like, this doesn't jive with us. We're going to give you your money back. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Right. Because we missed on the discovery, um, what it was actually under the hood. And when we got there, we're like, no, we're just going to give it all back to you. <laughs> mm. You know, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I was going to say this, it's actually something that I did, uh, I just remembered I wanted to touch on, especially when it comes to service-based businesses, mm-hmm. is setting expectations because a lot of results can be very intangible or they could be very flexible, especially when it comes to, um, let's say if you're doing coaching or even with PR or consulting or anything like that, um, like really getting into that discovery call, the discovery questionnaire, like what is it that you value? What is the outcome that you want to have? and then during that meeting being like, okay, so this is what success looks like. We can do that. We're not able to do that. This is what success can look like for us. Is that okay with you? Is that what you want? Is that a win for you? And then moving forward, we have this thing saying like, yeah, this is a result that you promised me. And this is a result that we're going to get. Right. So then it's very easy to like check the mark in, in what we've got with results where I've had issues with service-based businesses is when they're like at the end of it, like, yeah, this is what you're going to get. And I, it's just not, not, right? yeah. So the, the, I, and summing off of your experience, um, as I was like, kind of alongside with you on that one is learning to do these, like every other week sprints to make sure that expectations are being met on time and aligning the payment model to that. That way everyone has an opportunity and that's sort of like the new norm, like in my world, because again, everyone is trying to always better themselves and whether it's a customer or referral, um, uh, I don't know what other kind of relationship there are right now, because I mean, like having a blank there, but all of those really are, how do we continuously improve? Mm -hmm. right so and it can't always be black and white there's always going to be room for that's what's beautiful about being a business person right you can negotiate to a Mm win-win 
right? Mm-hmm. It's just being super clear about what the end goal is, I think is, is, is the most important thing. So kudos to you for making Please Notes one of the best places to buy products from and, and tap into some of your magic there. Um, and to the customer and the end user of your product, really know that she really, really cares. So to the universe and the powers that be in God, you know, continue to bless uh, the business and, and everyone who touches out that product. Yes. I have a question for you. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. So I have a client who is a service-based business mm-hmm. and one of um, her other clients uh, has an issue with paying her on time. Not an issue. Mm-hmm. However, she sends out invoices, the invoices. It's like every month, this is what happens. She's a contractor. So like the, the contract is fixed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I've also seen this in multiple Facebook groups as well. It's just mm-hmm. like, okay, I've sent them this invoice. I'm still doing like the monthly conversations or like the weekly meetings and mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. They're still like talk, like we're still working and they just haven't paid their invoice. How do I talk to them about paying their invoice? And then like, you know, there's a lot of buck passing, um, in regards to getting the invoice paid. And like, I guess it's also just like, an uncomfortable conversation. So for me, I'm just all like, okay, well, there has to be a point where you start putting in penalties, like, okay, at this amount of time, this is when, you know, you're going to have a late fee or like, if it goes into this far in debt or like this amount of time that like, I'm not showing up to work. Like you won't see me, like you don't have access to any of my content. So for you, what do you feel like would be an effective, um, model or an effective strategy to take on when, you know, you're doing a great job. Everything is good. You love working with the team. It's just that they are not running you your checks appropriately. That's actually the reason why I disconnected from that first person that I told you about. So I differ in the context that we actually have a dedicated credit card. Normally, when we're working with somebody, it's just a card that we run our charges through every month. It's a you know, pre-authorized payment. So I'm not expecting any disruption in my payment flow. Mm. This one particular client always seemed to need to change their card. And again, you know, 18, 19 years later, I have a very different understanding of how one might manage multiple cards in order to maximize cash flow. I totally get it now. At the time, though, I did have the same feelings, it, it seems like, as this friend of yours. Um, so one, if you can get a pre, pre-authorized payment plan on a credit card so you're not having to chase them would be great, especially considering it's a fixed contract. I think PayPal even has like an automatic billing system that you can engage and there might be a little bit of a fee. However, it removes that. Second, I made an exception earlier this year for somebody to pay via wire because Credit card fees are quite expensive versus a wire is a one-time flat fee on upon receipt. The difference is they have to initiate the wire versus us just pinging PayPal or whatever the credit card is going to be, or it's automated. Um, and I've had to knock on the door every week. So I make it a point every week, either the beginning or the end of the conversation, what is the update? Right. So no longer. And again, I think this is a worthiness conversation and it is completely appropriate to bring it up, especially if you're a service based business, especially if you're a contractor. And if you're starting to have feelings like this or if it's impacting your well-being to show up to service, just have the conversation. It's neutral. It's part of what brings you there every single day. I think when you said 
buck passing, you mean this person's it's gone to AP. So AP is going to take care of it. And then it's caught in a queue. COVID has been phenomenally impactful on so many levels of business, cash flow being one of them. So at some point, contractor needs to make a decision. Are they willing to ride out the wave? Is it COVID related? Are they, you know, strapped for cash? Are they waiting for a payment from somebody else to be able to pay? We just don't know. So the question is, is this going to be satisfied? What is the story? Do I need to make accommodations? That's when you're really going to start connecting with your client, because then they're going to see that you actually have responsibilities to you. And it's not just a business. Again, small business, contractors, different bunch than enterprise. Mm -hmm. Enterprise has lots of padding. They have access to lots of operational lines versus a contractor and or a small business may not have access to those things. Mm -hmm. So really critical, again, at the very beginning to set the expectations. So to round this out on my contracts, it's like, if we don't get paid, we have the right to, to stop serving you, number one. Number two, um, if we get to this point, then you have to pay a fee to reactivate the service. Mm. Okay. And then the third time, if it happens again, we have the right to just say, this isn't the right deal for us. Yeah. No suit for you going no forward. No suit for you. No right? suit for you. You get to decide how people treat you. And if you continually yeah. decide that it's okay for them to like not value your services, it's the energy exchange. It's just not working. It's also, that's not our core business. Our core business is not AR. Mm. It's a, we offer to do collection calls for you if that's where you're at. However, that's not our core business. It's a part of doing business. The reason that we're able to, to operate the way that we are is because that part of our operations is very lean because we've already set up the systems. So if it's not a good match, it's just not a good match. It's not a good match. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. Consider it dating for business and clients. Yeah. And you don't have to feel bad if it doesn't work out. It's just like, it just doesn't work out. Um, another thing that popped up in my head, as you were saying that is like, if this is an issue we're continually having with someone, and if they don't want to have prepaid credit cards, ray, 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 another opportunity. And that's actually something that I did is that instead of charging hourly or setting, instead of charging like on a contract, have them prepay for each month. And then that way, you know, Hey, that like if it's the next month already or the next month's coming up and they haven't prepaid, then you're like, Hey, this is running out. So like your cash flow isn't interrupted. And then like their last month, when you've chosen to wrap up the contract, you've already got that money, that extra, whatever dollars. Mm -hmm. And then like, kind of like with a lease, like you just like take your last month deposit. You don't have to pay that again. What do you I do? didn't. Yeah, we do that already. <laughs> we charge, <laughs> we charge two months up front. We do the setup in the first month and then and then we charge so that we know that we've, we're always padded. And, and at some point, sometimes it gets absorbed if there's like something that happens. However, for the most part, we're in alignment with people like that. And yeah. again, because they know on the front end, we're going to do whatever we can to support yeah. them. I love that. I know. I'm glad that we wrapped and, and we got somewhere really, really comfortable with solutions on like what we're going to do for the client experience without self-sacrificing ourselves. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. I'm high-fiving for those that are listening. We're doing like the high five. Uh, like it's so good. And I feel like yeah. we actually uh, provided a lot of different options depending on like what kind of business you have, what kind of experience you want to give people, whether you have a product-based business, a service-based business, an hourly business, a consulting business, you know, like a project-based business, like 
get the money ahead of time <laughs> and then make sure that you're taken care of or like figure out a way to make sure that it's secure and then go ahead and do the work and just do the follow-up. Like don't have any um, energy on asking for your money because like realistically, you shouldn't have to ask for your money. I think I'm going to stop there for a minute and just say that's definitely something we should talk about. If you've got comments relating to customer service and and those types of relationships for sure here, let's talk about self-worth and, and valuation and claiming the money hmm. on our next or future episode. We're I think totally that would getting be, into it. We're not yeah, going to I, I totally, I see, I see, I see that happening. I see that happening. So thank you for joining us again for another episode of Navigating Mindfulness. And to my co-host, Cheryl Sutherland, thank you for being so open and authentic about your experiences, because for today, I'm sure a lot of people have some comments uh, and maybe even some questions about how they're running their businesses and what they can do. So feel free to like, comment, and share below. For now, that's it. Thanks for Yay. joining us. Have an amazing day, and we'll talk to you soon. Mm -hmm.